Hello and welcome to Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you, as always, for clicking on the podcast as to this particular episode. It is so, so appreciated. Here in episode 52, we're going to be talking and tackling the brand new Guillermo del Toro film, Nightmare Alley. I think I'm pronouncing that right, his first name. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. It's one of those names that I've said different times at every different conversation I have about his work. But the bottom line is, is that I really, really enjoy Del Toro's work. Big fan and followed him kind of since, obviously, the Hellboy days. Hellboy was a fantastic release for me. I absolutely loved what he did with that character. And then just been fascinated with the rest of his work, obviously, like the likes of Pan's Labyrinth. Probably Shape of Water is, arguably, I think, one of my favourite films that he's done. It was such a fantastic and beautiful beautiful film so I was very intrigued on the release of the trailers for Nightmare Alley just to see what was going to you know unfold in this film and the story for this is a good one you know what I mean it's a strong story it's got some fantastic performances in which we're going to obviously talk about as well I will try and keep this as spoiler free as I possibly can do as I usually do for the episodes if there's any spoilers I will warn you towards the end but I'm going to try and keep it as nice and general as I, as I possibly can because yeah on the back of the trailers it looks, you know, everything that Del Toro would do, but at the same time, I was like, it looks like, you know, a little bit different. And there's so much in this film to kind of unpack on top of a, a stellar cast, but also some of the cinematography as well. Really, really excellent in this. Uh, before we get to it, though, obviously, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. As to if you jump onto Facebook and search Joe Blogs About Films, you can find the page there. If you hit like and follow on all of the above on, on the socials and the streamings, uh, you can be notified when the new episode is uploaded by hitting the notification button as well i think that covers it all so let's get straight back to this film because as i say this this is very del toro like it's right up his street like i enjoyed for the most part this i did enjoy this film but at the same time there's certain elements of it that i think because i'm so used to and was expecting so much on the back of his previous work that i did feel a little bit at times that this wasn't the same caliber as the light so it definitely isn't the same caliber as the shape of water or anything like that you know that's something that's like you know high high tier um i think nightmare alley has got such an absolute incredible cast don't get me wrong i think there's some of the performances in this really really are excellent i think the story at times suffers a pacing issue i think it's in the middle of the film i did find myself kind of staring at the screen but almost not taking things in i've said that before about certain films not not to that same level but it's just that there's a lot going on but th this film you could definitely see is split into two like two acts because, you know, we meet Bradley Cooper and, and it's been a while since I've seen Bradley Cooper in, in a lead role. Um, and I think he nails this. Like, he really, really knocks it out of the park with it. There's some great chemistry on screen with every character that he uh, that he comes across and every actor that is, sorry. Especially, you know, when we meet him at the start when he sets fire to his, his old life, quite literally sets fire to it, and then leaves it behind, ends up at a carnival and kind of taken under the wing of, you know, a very, very menacing and, and and evil Willem Dafoe to the extent I say that in in the sense that he's not he's not you know blatant evil it's just his characteristics are quite nasty you know in the sense that he'll just grab anyone off the street and throw them into a you know the carnival and, and make make a show out of them it's what they call geeks in fact I will give you the synopsis because it does mention this in the synopsis in fact and that's always that's always a good point to start isn't it when we're talking about films um charismatic drifter Stanton Carlyle sets fire to his old life and joins a carnival where he learns the secrets of mentalism, witnessing horrifying geek shows, and falls for fellow carnate Molly. But when he later hatches a plot with sultry psychiatrist Dr. Lilith Ritter, his manipulative abilities are pushed to the brink. So as I mentioned there, obviously, there's these horrifying geek shows, which, as I say, from Willem Dafoe, he literally just picks up people off the street, you know, homeless, real drifters themselves, obviously, at the bottom of society almost, and just 
creates a show out of them. It's really quite, you know, scary on that level that that kind of stuff probably would happen because it's set in like the 30s and 40s and it's one of those, again, where the world itself is real, which is something that I'm not particularly used to with Del Toro films is that this is centred around an actual, a real America rather than some kind of, you know, world that's been created and, and, and the story fits it within that world kind of thing. I like, like I said, the cinematography in this is absolutely so, so good. Um, aside from the performances, I, I was more impressed with some of the framings and, and some of the shots that we got in this film. And Dan Lawson, sorry, who is a cinematographer, did such a fantastic job with this. Like, there's, there's parts of the film when I was watching, I was like, that is so Oscar-worthy. Like, just that shot in its own is so Oscar-worthy. You know, there's frames of just, like, the the, the, the a wide shot of, of Bradley Cooper's old room that's just completely ablaze, which keeps popping up, or, you know the actual carnival sequences themselves or just the way that they linger on shots at times and close-ups of of certain actors or, or even how they fit everything into one frame. You know, you've got Bradley Cooper in the centre. You've probably seen there's a, there's a sequence in the trailer where he's, he's doing a, he's having a lie, detector, a lie detector test, essentially, and how he fits everyone into this kind of like Gatsby-looking room. And it, it just, it looks stunning at times. Like, really, really is excellent. The transition of the scenes as well. You've got classic kind of just cuts or whatever, but there's also like when it fades to black almost. Like, just... So many different ticks that I was really, really enjoying. I probably enjoyed all of that more than the actual story itself because, as I say, I do think this is one of the, not the weakest of the bunch of Del Toro's films, but I do feel that it lacked that kind of oomph, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was really waiting for something to twist and turn, and granted, yes, towards the end of this film, stuff starts to go down. There are some serious, like, there's there's... Del Toro's classic gore and injury detail, which he loves to do. Um, there's some real moments of that in there, but I just feel that, as I say, that certain the story kind of just lacks a little bit. There's something that's just missing there for me. And that's taking nothing away from the performance or how the film has been crafted and, and created, because it's a great vision from Del Toro. Like Del Toro has had some absolutely stunning ideas and some stunning films, obviously, in the past. Like I said, the likes of Pan's Labyrinth, and even, like I say, my personal favourite, which is The Shape of Water. Um, Hellboy is up there as well, obviously, because that's a fantastic film. But still, you know, I just feel that when you, on the back of what, I've witnessed with the, the lights of Shape of Water and what was created there and how beautiful it was. This film, granted, it is still beautiful to look at. The the they said the the aesthetics and the use of colour as well in this film really, really is remarkable. It's very orange, very brown, very blue, very green, very Del Toro, let's be honest. But there's just something that that is missing for me. But again, I don't want to sit here and be like picking away at it because I always try to find the positives in these films because as I say it is it's a Del Toro film, or at least I enjoy watching and going to the cinema to watch these kind of films. But back to the performers, because like I said, Bradley Cooper, really, really excellent, say alongside a, a real standout, standout bunch of performers and actors in this. Like Rooney Mara, it's great to see Rooney Mara again. I enjoyed what she kind of had this like innocence within the film. You know, she's just again a fellow Carney who can like kind of take on these electrical currents essentially. Obviously, everything's a bit of a gimmick. It's it's there for entertainment, it's there to trick people. It's just like I said, this film. From the carnival to where, from where we find or where Bradley Cooper starts off at the carnival to where he ends up, it's a great story for his for his character Stanton Carlyle, who starts with nothing, and then it's building and building and building until suddenly he is his own performer. He becomes a mentalist, he creates his own show, reinvents himself as the great Stanton, and starts you know putting on shows and 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 kind of wowing audiences by being able to I don't know read see what object they've got in their hand while he's blindfolded and then it kind of takes a bit of a a bit of a turn for him because he just gets kind of lost with power it's someone that started off with nothing to where he's ended up you know selling out crowds on numerous you know numerous performances 
which then leads him into thinking, right, I can do more, I can do more. And that's where we kind of, you know, bring in the fantastic Kate Blanchett, who, again, alongside Cooper, is absolutely stunning with their interactions. And, and again, if it's it's one thing to have the performers doing such an amazing job, but as I say, the, the, the cinematography aspects and the, and the actual locations and set pieces for, for their interactions are so, so good. You know, it's it's, it's brilliant to watch Kate, Kate Blanchett, who plays Dr. Lilith Ritter, alongside Stanton, Bradley Cooper's character, and how they kind of form this plan and where it ends up going to kind of thing another standout there in this is Rooney Mara who kind of is you know she's such an innocent character she brings like I say a level of innocence towards this role and she's in the film and then it kind of her character kind of puts on the gets put on the sideline just as soon as Kate Blanchett comes in whether that's obviously to represent what happens in the shift of relationship between you know Bradley Cooper's character and, and herself it's just that I was I was wanting a little bit more from Rooney Mara within the film and that's not again anything against the performance it was more sort of the script itself but there's other fantastic roles within this for for David for David Stratham as well as to Tony Collette who was a clairvoyant great interaction again great like kind of first character or one of the first characters for Bradley Cooper Stanton to meet in within the carnival but it just again even though it's meant to be you know set within you know the the real life America it's almost like its own world as I say you definitely feel this 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 vibe and this 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 aesthetic almost and almost like I say it does feel like the film is in two acts like you've got the first act which is obviously mainly Bradley Cooper establishing within the carnival world and how he's helping that kind of starting and you know to make his own trajectory to the top but then the second act once he's created his own his own performance his own like well his own world and and what he's doing and where he's going that's essentially where the downfall starts to happen and that's pretty much all i'll say on that but like you know it does really 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 pick up especially once richard jenkins who is an absolutely fantastic performer in himself fantastic actor who plays Ezra grindle in this now richard jenkins you'll be familiar as well was in the shape of water as well it was great to see him popping up I didn't see many trailers for this film before it came out, so I, I forgot almost that he was in this film so when he popped up. I was like, yes, Richard Jenkins is in this. It's going to be great. And again, he adds another, another layer to this film. And it's it's it does take, as I say, a very sinister turn towards the end. It is extremely good. I say some of the, like I said, mainly for me, what I enjoyed the most about this was not so much the actual story, which again is is okay, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm, I was fine with it. It's more so the actual editing, the filming, and the cinematography. That's what I really enjoyed most about this film. So now Morale is available and it's available. It's out now at cinemas, sorry. So make sure if you get a chance to check it out. Like I say, it's a little bit of a long one. But it is worth it because it's an interesting story. Like you you feel that nothing was really cut almost. Like I did feel that Del Toro got the film that he wanted. It's it's very rare that these kind of films do get released because it's a it's almost a genuine character piece. It, well, it is, it is. It's it's a it's a character piece revolving around Stanton Carlisle and his you know, how his interactions and, and, and roles within people's lives end up putting him to where he gets to towards the end of this film. Out of 10, I'm, I'm going to give this a 6, I think. I, I, I wanted to give it more on the base of the, of the themes and, and how it started and, and where we got to. I just think that, like I said, that the middle chunk of the film was the, yeah, just the, not a slog, but I didn't enjoy it as much as, I say, the, the beginning and the end of this film because by the end, it's a very, very good ending. That's all I'll say on that. I think that it does kind of, you know, bring everything back. So, yeah. Anyways, great, great, great work from Del Toro, as usual. It's another fine piece to add to his filmography. Very, very impressed, as always, with what he's done and managed to capture within this. And the performers say Willem Dafoe, uh, brilliant as as always. Like I say, Willem, Willem, Willem de Goat. Uh, but Kate Blanchett and Bradley Cooper, these are the standouts in this, putting Richard Jenkins as well. Uh, I think the only person I've not really mentioned in terms of performance, I would say that Ron Perlman, who again, just classic Perlman, great team back with Del Toro 
Cesaro once again. It would be, it would have been a bit of a strange one if he didn't pop up or anything. So yeah, again, nice uh, nice to see him on screen. But Bradley Cooper, the same playing Stanton Carlisle. Have you seen that, Mayor Ali? Do let me know what your thoughts are. Which is your favorite Del Toro film as well? But as always, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. It's super appreciated. I'll be back again very soon talking about films or TV. But until then, take care. <laughs>